Hey, what to do with the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV show. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown. Animal underscore Brown if you're looking for me on socials. Absolutely, man. And I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Hey, B, you've been, you set the group chat on fire with your new uh, social media shit. What are you talking? I know, I know, not what you speak of. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, man. Y'all ain't seen AB absolutely. He's been doing a good job with some of the albums, but some of them is it's it's despicable. It's despicable. So make sure y'all go check out AB, man, as he makes your favorite albums classics. But he definitely disrespect the Stank on you. Uh, Hey, I'm taking mid albums and making them classic. Shout out to Stank on you. No, nah, I'm I'm with you though. Stankonia definitely wasn't a classic. I don't know what that's, that nigga was talking about. That's what I'm uh, saying, dude. Uh, like, what are we talking about? It's not a classic, bro. Let's stop. Maybe four songs on Stankonia, bro. Like, let's be for real, dude. First ballot Hall of Fame group, yeah. dog. But that album is super mid. It's dumb mid. Absolutely, I agree with you there. Y'all go check that out, man. On the TikTokers that do that there, man. Y'all know why y'all here. It's the On Deck TV show. We got a heavy week this week, man. A lot of things happened before the holiday, so we had to tap in with you. Um, we'll go over those things. Uh, first, like Drake dropped Scary Hours Project with Boom Bap. Uh, Andre 3000 dropped a, <laughs> a great album, a genius album, or was it a massive disappointment? We'll get into that. Yo, boy, AB Paradise Fontaine. He has something to say about Meg. Oh, partisan. Tyler has something to say. Jesus. Oh, partisan. Damn, I can't read it today. Easy for you to say. Um, also, the Wayne and Two Chains album. We'll talk about that. But before we get into the show, AB, what you got up for Black Friday? Hey, man, listen. What I'm doing? I'm shopping at Beard Organics this Black Friday. Why? Because they have a special twenty five percent off select products when you use the code BFCM twenty twenty three. Make sure you do BFCM 2023. Get 25% off your beard organics. That code ends Monday night, man. So don't sleep. Don't get lazy and try to wake up on Tuesday and do it next week. Do it now this weekend. Get your beard right, man. So you be at the Christmas party all the way together. Right, man. They got some dope little flavors and colors, man. Excuse me, dope little flavors you can hear. Have a different little smells going on for your beard, man. You know how much the ladies love that. So make sure that you're dripping right on uh black friday when you should go get it man shout out to beard organics that's my show let's get into it ab this has been the news of the week facts your man's puff gets a lawsuit dropped on him out of nowhere the other night and before we could even finish talking about it and what happened 24 hours later he gets it settled you must have forgot who i was let's not talk about this anymore i got money to blow let me ask you this, A.B., with everything that came out and even he settled it in 24 hours, will this affect Puff's long-term career? Yo, people put the nail in the coffin on Puff Thursday night. Like, niggas thought it was over with. If you read any of the lawsuit, there was some insane details in there. Mm. Big dog mm. accusations, wild billionaire rich nigga shit. Apparently, I I don't know what that's. He in a different tax bracket. I'm just going all over through my head. With of course his former artist and girlfriend. It was Cass? too much for the perv god. That, that it was, was too, too much, much for, for the perv god. <laughs> Listen, I I ain't got nothing to do with this. He got too much money. Um, I will say this though. Mm, 
I was ready to count Puff out as well because these were some big dog accusations and, and social media was on fire with it. And these are hard accusations to bounce back from. But it being settled so quickly actually may have played into his favor. Yes, that could be an omission of guilt, but it also made it look like Cassie was going for a money grab. People were with her up until she settled immediately and made it seem frivolous. We know how these lawsuits we, we, we know how lawsuits work in the United States. If y'all we're old enough to remember motherfuckers sued McDonald's because their coffee was too hot and won. So that's what that's how you can get down in this country. I'm not saying that's what she was on, but I'm saying the perception after she settled so quickly is that it looked like a money grab. Slim Thug kind of went semi-viral for saying something similar before it even settled. He said that it was a money grab. So uh, it, how would this affect Puff's term career long term? I'm not sure. He's got a song up for a Grammy. I think his album is up for a Grammy coming up. Like, yeah, they love. Constantly. Yeah, he's gonna disappear for a couple of months. Let's be clear, and he's gonna come back out on the brother love shit and act like nothing happened. <laughs> and do and people are not gonna care anymore. It was hot on Thursday, and that would might have been the quickest scandal to come and go in the history of rap, dude. I think he'll be fine only because she settled so quickly. It's what money do. Um... I, I agree with you. I think he'll be fine, but I don't think it's because she settled so quickly. Mm. Because I feel like if other people had stuff on Puff, as we've always suspected, this is their window. Ooh. Like if you even if if I'm looking at this and, and it is a money grab, and I'm what's day twenty six, Danity came. Yeah. Any one of the motherfuckers from the band, anybody that got something on Puff, now I'm screaming from the mountaintop. Why? Why? Why the fire's hot, nigga? Yeah. Like Cassie shit don't even matter to me, nigga. Y'all believe in that? Guess what I got to say? If I'm Mark Curry, all of these niggas that been doing all of this shit about Puff for all of these years, oh, nigga, it's time for me to say something. I want my money too. I'll settle out of court tomorrow too for thirty million. Thank you, Puff. Yeah. I, I I really think. The the big the biggest effect is gonna come with what trickles out after this and what I've been surprised by, as you said, baby, it got quiet real quick. Yeah. Like he paid Cassie off and all of these murmurs and in the windows that we've been hearing about Puff for all of these years. Ain't nobody got nothing to say now. When it's y'all time to cash in. So it kind of makes me reevaluate what people have been saying about Puff and how much proof that they have that these things happen. Because if you even got a little bit of proof now, you ought to be eating. Like, I'm coming. I'm, I'm filing a lawsuit, too. I would have had Cassie Lawyer on the phone if right. I was some of these niggas that was complaining about some of the shit that Puff has been talking about all this time. So I I think he's going to make it through because, like you said, man, Thursday, this was the hottest thing on the Internet. By Sunday, this shit was quiet as a church mouse. It, it, and, and it's just... I, I was going to say, if the thing, the crazy part is he has had several accusations over the years. And th this these aren't the first accusations of abuse with Puff either. It just I think these might have those might have been pre social media, pre me too. So if you compile Mark Curry's, the Maces, if they would have all hit this weekend, then there would have been a bigger impact. But it's like. It's a little bit here in 08. There's a little bit here in yep. 2012. And there's a little bit. That's not enough. 
That's not enough to get somebody and like Puff these, down. Like you can't, yeah, exactly. That ain't enough. You can't you need more than that. Repurpose a, a Breakfast Club interview. You can't repurpose a Breakfast Club interview and say, "Oh, this one." Nah, nah, that was two thousand eight, my nigga. Like, nah, it's all ain't nobody worried about that. Like, yeah, y'all need to. If they were going to do something to be effective, it needs to be now and it, like collectively. But I do think, and here's my speculation. Um, I think all of them people have signed NDAs. I know that the girl from Danity Kane is the right group. I'm saying right. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the group that he had. I know that the white girl from there came out and said that Puff, in order to give her her master's back, said she had to sign an NDA. Yep. What my what I wonder is if all of these people, the Jada Kisses, the Locks, all the Maces, like when the last time them niggas said Puff name? It's been a stretch. Like I think he been doing a lot of cleaning up behind the scenes as to where, and a part of the NDA that he offered to the chick from Danity Kane was, you can't say anything bad about me or my company. Yep. If I give you my master, your master's back, part of this NDA is you can't badmouth me in public. Now, she wouldn't sign it yep. because I think she's pretty cool off by herself anyway. But I, I I do wonder if he ain't been doing a lot of cleanup behind the scenes anyway. Like, all these people got NDAs now, and now they can't say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he might have smelt that lawsuit coming, and maybe yeah, that's why he went with the whole I'm giving master's back and shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With you. We we thought something was up. We didn't that's know what, what it was, I was just about to say. I said, y'all, if y'all think yeah. he gave back nine figures worth of masters, nigga, because he felt he woke up on the right side of the bed, like stop, dude, no, get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here, dog. I didn't. We didn't believe that's that from the jump. Not at all. Not in the slightest. But shout out to Cassie, man. I don't want to leave out the victim in this, man. Thoughts and prayers go to her. Hope she's better and whatever she had to go through. But yeah, the biggest story there was the puff puff shit. Crazy. Uh, next up, man, someone, one of many people who have gotten into an altercation with Puff <laughs> over the years. Drake dropped, um, I guess you could call this like a deluxe edition almost. It was Scary Hours, his third Scary Hours, but it was attached to the end of the For All My Dogs that he just put out. Six new joints, all pretty much what you would call boom bap traditional hip hop production a whole lot of bars, very minimal singing. He sung, he harmonized a little bit on the last joint. The reviews are in, and people are kind of they kind of feeling this. They this is the Drake that a lot of people have been asking for. My question: Did it make you forget about the mid that a lot of people called the last album? Um, I think that for all my dogs, it wasn't. I, it, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, so I I didn't think it was bad. Like I don't think it was anything that he should have to make up for. Is what I'm trying to say. However, I do wonder why. And you may be able to tell me this is a fan. Like he record if he recorded these later, or if they were sitting in the tuck, I do wonder why like these six songs weren't on the album originally and like replacing six less than like because I, I love this whole six pack. Like he was ripping this shit. I think this song with him and Cole is better than the uh, first person shooter. And like he ripping that uh, my brother, all of that shit. He's ripping that shit. Like, this the bag that the niggas that like Drake rapping, like, this the bag that you want. This shit made me create a Drake playlist. I said, man, <laughs> let me get all my favorite Drake shit, man, and, and like, dislike this and put it on there. But, yeah, I'm not sure that he had to make up for Fat D, Pauls. Back. But um, I do think that he did a spectacular job in the rollout of it, and it was a big F you to the industry and the niggas that were criticizing him as if he couldn't do this. I just wonder why he didn't do it in the first place. Yeah, he's so he claims he, th- these were recorded in the last five, six days. I don't believe that. 
Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I will say, and and I was talking to Jay about this too. And and my man, shout out my man Bird. Of how much do you think like Button and them got in his head to go in and make something like this? It's hard to say that Button's words and the response from social media didn't have an effect because under no circumstances has he ever in life came out and put out a project like this with just five or six, just with a thousand bars of death. Like he always mixes it up. Even on the scary hour, even on the EPs that he done put out, where it don't be number three and four songs, they be mixed up. Like he ain't never just went boom, bap, nigga, no hook. It's like one hook on all of these, dude. Like that's not him traditionally when you think of Drake. So for him to go out, th- this gave me, oh, so y'all think I can't, y'all think it's a game. Y'all think I can't do this right here. And he just went on ahead. It kind of reminds me of um, uh, Jack Harlow put out of something earlier this year where it wasn't no singles. It was just yeah. like just some straight rap shit, 10 songs, all him, no features. It wasn't for the radios. It was just more for like the fan fans. And this is what kind of, that vibe it kind of gave me. He was spitting though. There was a lot of rewindable bars on there. Like oh I'm not God. even going to front. Oh my God. He was snapping. You Since you say that, let me ask you this. I think that criticism has been there. And mm, I would, I, I do want to be fair with Drake because on one hand, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you're just doing whatever to please the fans or you rapping for the algorithms. And then he put this out and this ain't for the algorithms. No, I wouldn't give Joe the credit or anybody else. He bro, any of them niggas that are criticizing him, the credit of being like, Oh, they got in his head. I wouldn't give him that credit. I just think it was a fuck you to everybody. It was like, I not even, Oh, you thought I couldn't do this, but here, here, never on some here, never mind type shit. Like nigga Mm -hmm. on top of, I knew I had this in the tuck. I knew what you niggas was going to say. And here it go. Now you look dumb. Yeah. Like if, if, if Joe didn't even have nothing to say about it, that nigga wouldn't even comment on that it. Was, that was some slaw, too. That was some slaw. It was. It was. That was, especially that was some slaw. Especially if you put it behind a paywall. Like that, you was think some... nigga, ooh, that was mean. That was, that's some Joe Budden shit, though. That's yeah. some Joe Budden. Like, they put it behind that's, a paywall that's... and didn't say anything. Nigga, that, come on, bro. I'm going to just double shit on you, nigga. That was, that was, some yeah, slaw. I, good. I would give Drake the benefit of the doubt and, and, I think that he was just flexing. I don't think that it was niggas getting in his head. It was just, nigga, I I do this. I know I know how to do this. I'm the most successful person that ever did this. Nigga, just shut up and watch me do my work. I don't need yeah. you because them niggas been criticizing him for years. And I think going into this album, he knew that it had those six songs done. I don't believe what he said about the four or five days. I don't believe that. Because uh, I, I, I will say Scary Hours 3 has been teased this whole year. So yeah. now who knows what it looked like. Yeah. What it looked like, what it sounded like, but it has been teased though. That that's been coming soon all year. Yeah. But that shit banging though. I, I, <laughs> I've been playing that cold song. That shit banging, nigga. I ain't even gonna hold you, nigga. I didn't had that cold song on repeat. <laughs> cold watched him again too. That shit, man. Whoa, relax. <laughs> he watched him again. Jay Cole, man. Jay Cole is a fucking animal, dude. Yeah, that shit right. is fucking crazy. Yep. Kendrick may not never come back out, bro. He like might just hide in the house forever, dude. Like I, I, that's my guy, and I know people who listen to this show have seen the maturation of me like falling further and further off the Kendrick bandwagon. But man, I just I ain't sure if he can keep up with them niggas now. Like he don't come outside. Yeah, he don't like, come outside bro, you, enough, bro. You got to participate, my nigga. Thanks. Like it's like yeah, you a hooper and you don't go to the gym. You just want to show up at the All Star game. Like nah, bro, it don't no. work that way. 
He got to participate, my nigga. He want to show up at the All Star game, stand on the sideline of the dunk contest with the phone up. It's no, yeah, no, work that way, my nigga. And we need you to, we need you to hoop, bro. We need you to hoop, Kendrick. Kendrick, please hoop. You don't take nothing else from this, bro. All right, next man, your boy. Previously mentioned Outcast. We were talking about. Um, Andre came out with an album, maybe. And before he came out with the album, he let people know there are no bars on this album, which of course got people to talk. He was the number one trending topic. Mm-hmm. After you listened to the album, you seen what it was about. You seen that he was serious. I've got to ask you, was this a genius move or a massive disappointment? This I'm going to lean more genius move. The, here's what would have made it a massive disappointment, though. If he would have said my new album comes out Friday and then then period and then didn't say what it was, that would have been probably the biggest disappointment in rap history. Um, that would have been because he hasn't had a he hasn't had a solo album in 17 years. That would have been a top three troll of the history of all mankind, bro. That yeah, facts across <laughs> all genres was- of life. That would have been <laughs> a top three troll, dude. So I'm glad he did that. That's number one. <sighs> Here's where it may be a genius move. And I said this, I was talking to my man before it came out. I said, once they said it was going to be like a flute album or like a, a, a wind instrument album, I am not the type of person that listens to that type of music. I don't listen to many instrumentals, especially wind instrument uh, music. I'm, I'm not on that. I told my man, I said, yo, this might be the album we don't know that we needed. Right? Like people are going to give it a chance behind the name. And I have heard nothing but wet rave reviews behind it because generally speaking, the people that I'm talking to don't listen to this, but in the right setting, it's a vibe though. Like niggas go to sleep to this shit go get you a massage. Nigga tell the tell her to put this on. You're going to be super relaxed, bro. And sometimes with all this high energy music that we got out, niggas is slipping and sliding left and right. Niggas is doing a whole lot of sliding. You need, sometimes you need this energy right here to balance shit out. Now, again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some woodwind instrument connoisseur. I don't listen to none of this woodwind shit. Is, woodwind is crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. There might be a pause in there. <laughs> <laughs> woodwind instrument is crazy. <laughs> I don't listen to any of this shit. I'm not going to pretend like I do, but I did give it a shot because of the name. And, and I wasn't mad at it. Um, it's some good shit to do yoga too if you into that. Like, it, there's there's a place, a there's a time and a place for this, which I think is what people were concerned about. But there is one. Uh, it, it's genius, bro. People go to sleep to this. They gonna stream it all night long. Niggas get massages to this shit. They gonna stream it during the whole se- sessions. It was a genius play, bro. Shout out to Andre. You said something interesting. That you said we didn't know what we needed. I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this show are familiar with, and some that may not be. The frequencies that are in music, right? And yep. higher and different frequencies make your brain and your thought processes do different things. Proven study. This is not some mumbo jumbo Dr. CB bullshit. This is like real neurologists have studied this. Yep. And um, there's certain frequencies that you can listen to to make you focus better, something that'll make your mood better. Um, and that's what they usually use in yoga and massages and things of that nature. So when you say genius, in that sense, I got to agree with you. Uh, all the like, the most irritating thing I've seen about this was DJ Vlad, I think, talking about the streams of it. Like, oh, it only streamed this one. Like, man, shut up, bro. That's why you're a, that's why you're a culture, bro. Like, it ain't even about the streams of it. You know, you said something important about what we needed. 
it was brilliant in the sense of I'm Andre 3000. I know the fan base that I get, and I know I think he's done studies behind this too because the frequencies of this are the frequencies the same ones for calm relaxation. If you look up the YouTube channels, it's the same frequency that this album is in. Like that's that's what he preached though. That's what he's preaching, and some people may need this and not new not have known that they need it but because exactly. it's Andre I'm gonna listen to it and now you thinking clear you're doing different stuff now you find more of it out and it kind of calms some shit out versus all this ratchet shit that we see out here so even from a standpoint I'm not I'm not speaking from a standpoint of sales I'm speaking on just a creativity standpoint and even the marketing though it didn't register I think it was brilliant just like you like bro People needed to hear this. Yeah, like it, there needs to be an adjustment, and it, it can't just be pound town all the time, bro. Yeah, like it can't be back. Uh, what is it? Back in blood and, and shit like that, bro. Yep. Yeah, and because he's Andre, he's the type of person who's able to put this out, and people will at least check it out. And then you find out, okay, I can. It's not saying niggas gonna be riding to the club listening to this, so they're gonna right. play it on. You know what I'm saying at brunch, right. but it is a vibe like what you said. If I'm taking a walk, I want to de-stress throughout the day. I listen to it when I'm working. Like if you work from yep. home, you want to just cool. Like I don't want no ratchet shit in the background. Like this is perfect. I think Andre did a wonderful job of this. I think the rollout was great. The names of the songs, uh, they funny. all of that shit. Yeah, that that shit is great, man. It just shows his personality, and it 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 continues to expand the brand of hip hop. Yeah, I we should we should have learned to expect the unexpected. The last thing he put out was the Love Below which was way ahead of its time. Like, Thanks. I cannot stress how left field the love below was when it came out. That's before 808s. <laughs> That's before, like, outside, yeah. You went outside was, when, when Speaker Box Love Below came out. Like, yeah, you're right. Way bro, before his time. Light years before I, I, his time. Bro, I remember that they preview. I, I never forget. It was 106 in part. And they said the new joint of the day is coming from Outkast. And it's two separate songs. And they played big boy shit, which was traditional hip hop. And they played that Andre. Hey, ya. And for about 30 seconds, I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? And by the end of it, I was like, nigga, that shit slap, nigga. <laughs> like it like, bro, nigga, like, yeah, come on, bro. That people got to understand, blue. man. Like, do it. You got to expect the unexpected with him. The the greedy me would love an album or at least but if but if he's telling us yo I'm not feeling the rap shit then don't make none then don't don't make the rap shit make make whatever you're feeling I don't want some half ass shit because that's gonna ruin your legacy like just right. keep it just do whatever you feel whatever he he said I, what am I gonna rap about that was cap because there's a hundred there's plenty of niggas forty five and up that's rapping right now that got something to say that, that nigga you know said what I'm saying rap about going to get a colonoscopy that was that was nuts. funny though that was crazy. That was, that was way but too it much made sense though, like you said, if, if it ain't if it ain't pulling you like that, like if you don't really got nothing, and you just forcing it. Then you're right. I agree with you. Don't do it, bro. Like Andre three thousand has way too much to lose as far as a legacy standpoint for putting out a whack rap album. Yep. So from a business standpoint, if I ever want to put out a rap album, I do want to reserve that space. Putting this out now, when I felt like I couldn't do a rap album or didn't want to do a rap album, was brilliant. Yeah. And I know he, I probably, I probably got a bag for this too. Probably so. Dumbass company trying to move. Andre has an album. I'm playing the flute, bro. It doesn't matter. We're going to give you whatever you want. I'm playing hey. the flute, bro. And people going to tap no in. <laughs> and, you said, and he said he had been working on other songs in the background. He'd just been uncredited. And then Metro came out and said, that's him on, at the beginning of the mask off. That's crazy. Do, 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 do. Oh, that right there. That's fine. Yep. That's hard. 
I was like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Damn, now I gotta go listen to that. That's what That's I'm fine. saying, too. That's crazy. He probably have been doing a lot of shit. Didn't well, I, I, was it no, it was Stevie Wonder playing the the the, the harmonica with the yep. Drake shit. Yep. Yeah. That was fire too. Uh next up, man, we got a diss track. Uh-oh, somebody's oh, coming at Megan Thee Stallion, and it is none other than her ex. And some say Ghostwriter, maybe? Partisan Fontaine drops a diss track. It was called The Person. Simple question, man. What did it sound like? Was it an effective diss track to you? Uh, from a uh, skill set standpoint, yeah, it was cool. He can rap. Well, I don't even know if I'd say he can rap. I'd say he got bars. There you go. I wouldn't tune into an album with this nigga. From a, I can't believe we're here, get off my lawn, a nigga making a diss track about his ex standpoint, I hated it. I, I could not, like, <laughs> it's going to sound crazy, but, I mean, I, I'll be the I'll be the misogynist in this. Like, bro, like, men don't do this, bro. Like, there's some sassy ass, like, oh, she said something about me. Let me go make a 16 about her and get my side of the Like, man, niggas don't want to hear your side of the story, bro. <laughs> we don't give a fuck, nigga. We care about what she say because she cute and got a fat ass. Now you, quote, unquote, doing what the girls doing, spilling tea. Like, bro, nigga, we don't care. Like, you should have, nigga should have took this shit to his grave. Like, okay, what, your feelings are hurt, my nigga? Like as long as he ain't, as long as it wasn't preventing him from getting bitches or getting money, what she said, and ain't no need for you to address this, nigga. Like you was that butt hurting your feelings. We are like, bro. The process of making a song, like you and I both know, even if the nigga got the laptop and the equipment right there, you still had to pull that shit out. You had to open up Pro Tools or whatever service you use, and you had to write the bar. It took a lot for you to keep that same energy to go out of. A lady, bro. Like, why? Why? Come on, bro. Like, even if she dissed you, I get it. And I know it's going to be niggas that don't agree with, with me on this. But I just don't think that men carry themselves like that. Somebody pointed it out to me a long time ago, and I've never been able, like, going back and forth and bickering is like a, 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 for lack of a better word, it's a lady thing. And mm-hmm. as a man, you're supposed to, you're married, you know this. Mm-hmm. As a man, when you get into it with your wife, you know at a certain point, you're like, okay, I ain't even gonna say nothing else, but I'm just gonna let her get it off because that's <laughs> what she does. Like, I'm gonna let you get this off. It's cool. I can bring it up later and be an asshole when I know that I'm right, but I'm gonna let you feel like you won this. It's it's cool. But mm-hmm. for this nigga to drop a diss song and be like, oh, well, I gotta respond to it. it it's, it's some Hollywood clout chasing, disgusting shit on my end. Thumbs down. What say you? Um, I'll say this. You got to remember, Partisan Fontaine is a rapper. He does have an. He's had an album Allegedly. out. Allegedly. He's, had, he's had an album out. He's got features. He was. He was. You know, working with Cardi for a long time. Working with Meg. He took the back seat. Let her cook. And she she threw a shot at him on her newest joint. And now he's alleging that not to be true. Talking about I caught him in bed. You know, in my own bed. And they she had him looking real crazy. And his comments were. A dumpster fire off of that, off of them bars right there. And so <laughs> let him tell it that's not how it happened. And if I'm a rapper and that's not how it happened, I answer back and I clap back in the only way that I know how, which is through bars. Now I will say this Partisan Fontaine can rap. And I'm I'm not saying he's Drake in terms of making music, but if we're just talking sick, there's a reason he's a ghostwriter. The nigga can write, he can write the bars. bars was there. That is not. In question, I'm going to read you a review, an article from The Root. 
about this diss song. Another male rapper has po- has pathetically decided to come for Megan Thee <laughs> Stallion on Wax. Only this time, it's her ex. Not only is Fontaine throwing a temper tantrum on the track, The Person, he also is reminding the public of the simple fact that he can't rap worth a damn, end quote. I got to keep it all the way 100 with whoever the fuck wrote this on the route. How in the world can you listen to that and say that the nigga can't rap, bro? Like, that, that's what we're not going to do. Just yeah, they just Meg fans. You, you can be a Meg fan. If you have ears and can hear, there's no way you heard that and it was like, ah, dude, right there can't rap. That is the biggest cap because he was ripping that shit. Was. That's one thing I, that was one thing that made me mad because I liked it, though. I, it was, I, I knew he shouldn't be doing it, but I he slick ripping it, though. It was, I was mad at myself for that. But look, this is this would have reminded me. It reminded me of when Ross put out uh rival idols become rivals. Right. And it was a quote unquote diss song to Birdman, but it wasn't a, a fuck your bitch in the click you claim type energy. It was more I'm disappointed in the way that you acted. That's how partisan shit came off, dude. It came off. It wasn't a diss song. He didn't call out a name and go wild on no shit like it. It was more like I'm disappointed in you. But the way he was putting it, though, like he was, it was, it it was, was killing that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I liked her song, and I and I think he he was ripping this. So, but you don't you, you don't get this without that. So I can't knock him for reacting when he didn't when he didn't start it, so to speak. So I got to get to him. This was effective. If you didn't know he could rap before now, you know now. I don't know what the fuck the root is talking about. They they full of shit, but. It was it was funny. It was entertaining. I ain't gonna front. I'm not gonna listen to it ever again. But he was ripping that shit though. Agree with you there. I, I will never listen to that song again. Mm. Uh, but again, like you said, he was ripping. Like was anyone ripping that, that was listening to that, like, oh man, he can't rap. That that's just biased. That, that's crazy. Yeah. But again, I don't condone it. I would never do it. I think it was lame to do. If it wasn't preventing him, what she said from getting bitches and getting money still, which I don't think it was. He looked to be okay in the video or whatever. He looked to be he doing got well a little new, him. new. He got a new look, girl. And she think too, like, come yeah. on, bro, move on, bro. Yeah. Like, imagine if your girl, walk, this is how women are. Like, if your girl walk in, what are you doing? I'm working on this diss song about Meg. What? Like, <laughs> that, that ain't going to go over well in your home, bro. Why are you still thinking about that, bitch? Like, you're writing a diss. Like, I know he had to sleep on the couch when he told her what he was doing. Like, it didn't just go over well. Women are like that, bro. Like, now stop. Stop, bro. You got to do this part. <laughs> Work, working on a Meg this Girl, this, like, I know she called all her homegirls. That nigga got woe out in two group chats, I'm sure, for a couple of days. But, it, hey, man, that's the hill you want to die on party, man. Better you than me, my nigga. Better you mm. than me. All right, man. Here's another one from your man, Tyler. He says, Tyler, the creator, he says that rappers... They should stop doing media that doesn't focus on music, i.e. like sneaker shopping, hot ones with the wings, things of that nature. And also in addition to that, Nori calls out Jay for going on the Gale interview and being on a and not being on a black podcast. My question to you as a podcaster, someone is in this media space. Do either one of these guys know what they're talking about? Uh, Nori does not. I really wish he would stop doing this. You hate Nori. He getting on my nerves, dog. You hate Nori, dude. Just say, just say, I ignore. No, it's self-centered. He doesn't give a fuck about Jay going on a black podcast. He gives a fuck about Jay not going on drink champs. Let's be very clear. He doesn't give a damn about because he didn't go on Ebro 
because he didn't go on million dollars worth of game. Shut up, dude. You want him on your shit. You want the Jay interview, and that's fine. You can be competitive. That's cool. You can want it all day long. That doesn't mean he's going to pull up on your ass, dude. Nobody, everybody doesn't want to pull up and get drunk, nigga, and hear you slurring questions 30 minutes into the goddamn interview, cutting them off, cutting good-ass stories off, dude. Nobody want to hear that shit. Nobody want to talk Imagine to EFN respectfully, dude. Nobody want, nobody Jay cares. telling the story about Emory Jones and how it happened, and, and, and Nori hey, cutting him off to ask him, do he eat Beyonce butt? You see what I'm saying? I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Like, every... Look, I had to learn this a long time ago, <sighs> man. Everything is not for everybody. And your platform may not be for everybody it, as bad as you want to have. Uh, you got a wish list of guests that you th- wish you could have on there. It may not happen because it may not be everybody's brand. It may not be everybody's cup of tea. Now, the thing Jay wanted to get the word out about his library. And we talked about this the other day. My, my mom is 75 and called me and was like, yo, you did you know Jay-Z has a library in Brooklyn? Yo, we should go. She's not saying that if he's on your whack-ass eight-hour-long podcast, dude. Like, shut the fuck. Niggas got to learn how to play chess, dude. This ain't about you, dude. God damn, he be killing me with that shit. Anyway, Tyler's Tyler had a little bit more of a point. I, I like what Tyler was trying to say, which was focus more on the music. Like, go on your platforms, go on your media run, and talk about how you put these songs together. Talk about how you took time to craft this, what you meant by this, what it meant Mm. to say this, how you found this beat, how you put, how much time you took. Let's talk, let's get back to the essence of the music, so then it's gonna put people in the hot seat to make good shit, dude. I respect Mm. that because it shows that he still gives a damn. And you could tell in the music that he's putting out lately because the last three projects have been fire. I respect that. He used a bad example, though. Uh, Sneaker shopping. I don't know any rapper that's went on sneaker shopping in the last three years. Number one. Number two, hot ones. Who? I You watch sneaker shopping more than me. I thought I that's do. all they did was rappers. I ain't no, know. they get like soccer players and NBA. They don't really? blew way past nigga just Damn, sticking to music. Um, but I will say the, the hot one show, those questions are way more in depth. Those are not softballs. Those are way more in depth question line of questioning. They're very deep. Actually, I think dude might be the best. He might have the best questions in interviewing right now, in my opinion. Now, now they may not be deep dives into the art, but they're not surface level bullshit. Um, so and he he Tyler actually came up and cleaned that up. He said, Yo, I didn't mean to throw them under the bus. Those are just two of the the joints that came off the top of my head or whatever. Like, I fuck with them niggas, but I'm just saying, let's talk more about the music. At the end of the day, that's what it was about. It wasn't about a shot at them. But I respect the essence of what he was trying to say. That's what He was on Nardwar when he was doing that, who, of course, is a music person who asks deep dive music questions. He's one of the last ones left. So I respect the essence, but just he threw some shows under the bus. He was just kind of talking on the side of his neck right then. Um, I'll start with the title point. Everybody don't give a fuck like you, bro. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying it in the sense of we spoke about it on this on this show. Like music is so microwavable now. Music is so like I'm just going in the studio to like. There's not a lot of effort to it. That's the problem. And and I thought about yeah, it is. And I thought about this as I was listening to like some Pac earlier this week and maybe some UGK or some shit. Like niggas was. Like they was aggressive. Like I'm getting my point across. Yeah. Versus now, it's more, much more laid back. Much more. I'm so cool. Like you really got to be doing this. I already got money. Like whatever, whatever. 
So them niggas ain't trying to go, the niggas that do that now, they're not trying to go do interviews about how they made their album. They don't know. They probably was drunk and high. <laughs> like, these niggas don't know. Tyler, everybody ain't like you, bro. Niggas ain't getting Grammy nominations and doing Igor and putting that much thought in the album. Most of the rappers nowadays are not doing that. And yeah. I agree with you, AB. I wish that they were, and I wish that they were going on platform platforms that would hold them accountable. Yeah. And ask them about the processes and stuff. That way they would have to show that I don't really give two fucks about this. Now, then people will start learning how to digest their music accordingly. So I just think the title has a misunderstanding of the game right now to think that everyone can go give those in-depth answers about music that he can. Yeah. Like there's a, probably a handful of people that are willing to do that because they actually put in the work and put in the process. But it's a lot of these niggas is doing this shit and don't care about it. And we can tell through the music. We've spoken about that. Like we we can tell through the music. Like y'all niggas don't give two fucks, bro. You you did this in one take. You ain't do no punch ins. And like, I can tell you you could care less about how this shit came out. You just knew you had to put something out. And they ain't trying to go sit in front of nobody and say that. Which is why we don't have that many interviews that pertain to hip hop nowadays. This is what it is. So I've come to the realization that I accept that I think Tyler should be able to do that too and, and understand. Maybe if he did it. I ain't seen him on none of these platforms explaining his music, anything of that nature. So maybe if he did it, people would start um, taking note because he has been Grammy nominated and very successful lately. Yeah. He has to set the trend there. I will say, Moving on to Go ahead. I will say this, this is just, uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when Offset was on Breakfast Club and I said, I respected him because he said, Hey, can we talk about the album? Like, can y'all, what did y'all think of it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, let's, can we, let's dig, he tried to get that out, but they, but, to be fair, they the the media platforms are used to getting to the other shit. The house Cardi, we see the kids on IG. You was on the jet, like we see a lot of that. So people have kind of gotten used to hearing about that. We haven't gotten yes. used to hearing about how you put this song together or what this meant when you said this, and we kind of got away from that. So I think yes. Tyler bringing bringing attention to it will maybe speak more to the host of these platforms yeah. to lean a little bit more into the art some you know in these interviews because you got to eat up an hour worth of time on these interviews so you got to talk about people, something more people are leaning towards the tasha k shade room lane versus the angie martinez ebro charlamagne sometimes like drake said it and then we just talked about it like open up the blinds dude get out the shade room like, everybody ain't on that. Unfortunately, they think that's going to feed the algorithm. So that's what all the interviewers talk about. I'm going to get them here, say some uh, crazy shit, and it's going to get me in the medium. I'm going to go viral, and my show is going to be great. Unfortunately, that's the type of interviewers that most hip-hop people are dealing with today. So, yeah, I agree with you there. Like, more, there, there needs to be more people who are interested in the art. Yeah. But I don't see niggas going to sit down with them. And that leads me to the... Who would it be, though? If 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 you had a rapper right now that was on and they say, "Yo, I want to go somewhere to talk about the music," other than Nardwar, who would they go to? Like, where you knew that they was gonna get a good deep conversation about the art? That's a good question. I, that's I what don't I, know. That's I what know. I'm saying. Maybe maybe Ebro Ebro go into that. Maybe Sway. Maybe Sway Sway. I would Wait, say okay. Sway. Actually, Sway will go Sway, into it. I would say Sway. Sway yeah. will go into it. Cause niggas still gonna freestyle up there. Yep. Niggas gonna talk about the album. It ain't they gonna play songs. Shade room shit. Yeah. Yeah. He might have some calls to get into the shade room shit. Yeah, I would say Sway. Yeah, but it, it, it ain't a lot of Sways. No. And, and, and again, he's Sway's able to do that because he's already established a name, and I don't right. gotta chase the algorithm. That's I ain't right. gotta do shit to go viral. 
most people who are doing it, uh, like the Bobby chick, that white chick, yeah, uh, funny Marco, all of them people are chasing the algorithm. Yeah, they know they gotta do shit to stay in the algorithm, make themselves successful, versus a sway or big boy in the morning and things of that nature. Were like, I can do what I do, and if it catches on, great. If not, I still did what I did and got the information out there. Yeah, it ain't enough of those. You're right, and and, and those aren't being breeded either because there's just no payoff for it. Like you can't do that because you don't get the interviews. Like niggas not willing to go sit with up and coming people. Like a motherfucker not willing to come sit with us because they don't know us. We ain't shade room and we don't really do interviews that way. But yeah. they would prefer to go to someone who's more popular that would do the shade room shit if they promoting their album because they think it'll get on more eyes. Game fucked up, man. I ain't got no friends. Um, as far as the Nori part of it, of course we're gonna disagree on this because I see what Nori's saying. I don't agree with him and say, oh, well, Jay should be doing Black Pocket. No, bro, it's, it's Jay-Z. Just like what you said, my mom called me. Hey, do you want to go to New York? I seen this on Gail King. Like, bro, you're not getting that if you go on Drink Champs. And Nori needs to understand that and stop coming out and saying shit and making it look like people are sliding him yeah. when they not coming on his shit. But what people should also understand is, bro, I really wish... Artists like Jay-Z, Cardi, who he uh, criticized for this before, I wish they cared about the moments in the culture still. Like, it, it's almost like they've gotten too big. And yes, do the Gayle King interview. Yes, do the Good Morning America interview. Do that. But can we still get a Nori interview, though? Like, you out, you doing press, you did the damn, like, come sit with me for an hour, bro, at least, because... That's a moment, like you're saying, like the same way that you're going to get more exposure from a Gail King interview. No one is going to ask the questions that Nori is going to ask. No one is going to have the moments that Nori has sitting there with Jay-Z. And there's something to be said for that. We can't on one hand say, oh, well, no one's doing hip hop interviews, but also still say, well, I understand why they're doing Gail King and not going to Nori. Like it needs to be a balance. And I saying Jay should do it every time or he, or that he should give him three hours but there should be a situation where like bro I see what you're doing I'm the GOAT I'm doing interviews let me hop on a Zoom with you for 30 minutes I know you don't usually do it that way but let's just give some content to the people who love this who would love to see Nori sitting down talking to Jay-Z like I, I know you don't like it but bro that would be a dope moment because it's not going to happen anywhere else and I wish the Combat Jack RRP was still alive because I wouldn't, I would recommend that's where the people go. That would be the best one and the most dope podcast for rappers now to go on and talk about. Unfortunately, we lost that legend and no one has filled that lane since then. And Nori, it's, it's kind of like you said, it goes too far sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if, if, if there was a place where artists like Cardi, artists like Wayne, artists like Jay could drop through, and and be able to you know share their opinion without it being in the mainstream world i would love that because nori has an, a a the, the correct idea when he says man you need to come feed the culture bro like it's cool to do that made in america or excuse me that made good born in america shit but come feed the culture too give us moments give us shit to strive off of man i'll say this all <laughs> it, it would be one thing if the people that he's called out, Cardi, Drake, mm -hmm. Jay, if they did interviews year round and just avoided black shit, I'd understand them completely. I swear I would. Bro, Jay do Jay does one, one interview every six years, bro. 
Like he's not purposefully avoiding anybody. And the moment that he's talking about or that you're talking about is happening at the library. That's the moment. Now, I don't, we don't need a moment on top of a moment about well, a bro, moment. Everybody oh. ain't going to make it. Like you saying, you're not even going to make it up there, bro. Nah, I wish I would. Like you, can't, you can't deny that. Yeah, of course. And I, I'm not saying it in any type of slighting type of way, but I'm just saying it's more convenient. Like if he sit down with Nori for just give him the same 20 minutes you gave Gail, bro. Like, just make that happen. I know this ain't what you usually do, but I'm Jay-Z and I want to show you love. Like, give me about 20 minutes, man. Like, just, it would be fire to hear Nori talk to Jay. Or I'm Joe good. Button. I'm good. Or The Breakfast Club. Like, like stop it. Bro. He's done The Breakfast Club, though. And, and you know what's funny? The Jay -Z, six years ago. The, the Jay-Z Breakfast Club is a really good episode. And, like, it, it, it holds great. up in everything. It was I, I looked at it not too long ago. It was six years ago, AB. It was good. Stop it, bro. You gotta feed the culture. If you want, you want to water. If you want the seeds to grow, you gotta continue to water the plants, bro. That was six years ago, man. Just give us a little bit, bro. I'm good. And I know he did rap radar and all that, but like, yep. just give the culture something, bro. I'm good. I don't think he's doing that. You, you, you didn't win mainstream on us, man. Y'all pray for AB, man. He didn't win mainstream on us. Man. <laughs> I'm corporate now, man. Oh shit. <laughs> Next up, man. Hey, we got a new album released over the weekend. An album that neither one of us were necessarily asking for or looking forward yeah. to. Wayne and Two Chains, the follow-up to their Collie Grow project, Welcome to Collie Grow, um, came out and the internet streets are fucking with it. Was this a surprise album of the year? Mm, it's up there. I, I, I don't know if I would name it that now. I got to go back and look at everything that came out. But sure. it's up there. As I was listening to this, like, nigga was like, it's, it's one of those albums you got to look at your phone and make like, this this wank? Like, this nigga going crazy like this in 2023? But this, this album was much appreciated. It was creative. The rollout, as we spoke about previously with the 50 voiceover. Uh, I seen the uh, listening party they did at a, a theater. Like, it was a movie album or whatever they called it. It was fire, man. I, I, I liked a lot of the songs on here. Yeah. They weren't too, like, they they weren't taking themselves too serious and trying to out-rap each other. It was a lot of fun bars. It seemed like Wayne enjoyed doing this project. Like, he's back in his rap bag, and I like rapping. 2 Chains is, he's one of my favorite artists, of course, so I he did what he does. I, I fucked with this, man, and I think it's up there for as far as surprise albums of the year. What about you? Yeah, it's up there with me, too. Um, I would probably put this up there with... I thought that Puff was surprising. I enjoyed that more than I expected as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I would I would put that up there. But this was even even the especially the skits. I'm so glad they put the the interludes nice. on here with 50 narrating. Nice. These are some of the best nice. interludes probably since Good Kid, Mad City. Um, it added to the whole like just ambiance. I don't skip them. I let them run, and I usually skip interludes and skits all day long. But they came out the gate firing on that G6. And I was like, oh, like, whoa, hold on now. Like, these niggas sound rejuvenated. I thought they was going to mail this shit in for a little money grab. They both snapping. There are several joints on there I fuck with. I, it surprised the shit out of me. I ain't going to lie because I was one of the first ones like, man, I'm not looking for I'm not looking forward to this, bro. I wasn't trying to hear it. I wasn't asking for it. I thought the single was okay. It actually is banging. I was asleep. That's my fault. Like, it's a dope project. And like, I, I, I'm, I, hip hop is in a good space this, this week, this weekend, these last two weekends, because the Drake shit, the Drake gave us a boom bap shit. It was fire. Andre gave us some goddamn flutes and two veterans and Wayne and <laughs> two chains sounded like youngins again. 
And like, so I was like, yo, this is a good weekend for rap, dude. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I was entertained with the shit I listened to this weekend. So I, I'll give him this. This might be the surprise of the year. And maybe yeah, it shouldn't yeah, have yeah. been. Maybe we should have looked at it like that. Because they both capable yeah. artists. But that last College Grove was just okay, though. It, it was it okay. Like yeah, you're right. One was banging. So like, okay. it wasn't like we was should have been expecting that because the last one was banging. But um, I think, and we talked about this, one of the things that stood out is the hunger like in some some kind of way or another, like two chains managed to rap like he still wanted, and Wayne has that fire rejuvenated in him, and it sounds yeah. like he still wanted. Part of the problem that you and I have is elder statements in rap and hip hop now is like most motherfuckers sound like they do not care. Fact. I just had to do this, so I got to feed them from the algorithm or whatever it may be. Them niggas was rapping like they was up and coming artists on this ad. Like like them niggas was rapping like nigga it was. 2000 and I'm Titty Boy trying to get the group off the ground or I'm Lil Wayne trying to get a name separate from Hot Boys. Them niggas was rapping. Yep. It, it was passion. It was, they were into it. It was thought process to it. And that's all we ask for from motherfuckers now. Like, just give us, let us know that you care. And they yep. did it on this album. Agreed. I couldn't agree more, man. Oh, uh, that's me. Who we got um, your man, Boosie and... <laughs> Labusi has been going back and forth, man, with a couple of artists. I know he was doing it with Young Blue. Now you can add Rod Wave to that. He wants Rod Wave to pay for sampling his songs. He like, yo, mm. man, you wouldn't do this to no other label. Y'all wouldn't do this to nobody, but y'all doing it to me. I don't appreciate it. Rod Wave clapped back and was like, bro, just meet me, bro. I give it to you in cash. What are we talking about? Mm. My question is, whose side <laughs> are you on in this debate, man? Boosie or Rod Wave? Man, I'm going to sound biased because people know my allegiances with Boosie, man, but even from a business standpoint, bro, Boosie is making a hell of a point. And it's something that we've dealt with coming up in business. It's something that I'm sure people deal with out there. Like, bro, this ain't a homeboy type shit. I'm trying to do real business here. I got real LLCs. I got real like statements that need to be given to the bank and shit. Like, bro, you talking about pull up on you. You don't tell that to Celine Dion or fucking Sting or somebody else when you're sampling their music. And I know Boosie said Master P or whoever yeah. it may be using people that were hip hop, but like in general, Rod Wave, you're a big artist, bro. Nope. You don't do pull up meetings anymore, my nigga. The paperwork ought to be in the mail. You should have asked me before you used it. I should have been able to give you a price, nigga, and you should have paid me. The fact that I got to say something on Instagram and now you got to respond and, oh, I'll pull up and give it to you or act like it ain't a big deal. Nigga, it is a big deal because I'm a real company and you're trying to do homeboy street business with me. We not on the streets no more, bro. Like, stop acting like this is something that I'm overreacting to. Boosie is well within his rights. Like, nigga, I took my hard earned time and did this music shit. And now niggas is using it because they think I'm cool. And they're like, oh, I ain't got to pay him his publishing. But if I use three words out of a Jay-Z song, I'm going to make sure the Rock Nation pad don't get sued. Mm -hmm. Give me the same respect, my nigga. I'm just asking you to do legitimate business with me. And the fact that Rod Wade took her away. And he's a major artist. He knows how this shit goes. Like, you ain't some random-ass street nigga, bro. You're doing major tours. You you selling out stadiums and shit like that. You're on a major label, I would assume. Yeah. Like, do, do legitimate business. Don't treat me like some nigga off the street. And I get boosting when he's saying that just because of the persona that he has and how niggas think, oh, he cool, or oh, he, he, real, he a real nigga, quote-unquote, whatever it may be. Like, bro, Treat me just like you would treat everybody else. Let me get my money and my paperwork together as well. I think Rod Wave was way, way out of line here. 
here's the thing, man. Rod Wave is a young man. Um, mm. he probably looked up to Boosie. He's 25 years old. He might even be too young to know to really know about Boosie. He's 25 yeah. and he played the situation like a young dude. I have been I have mm. been to restaurants, bro, when I picked up some food and a young dude will come out working. He'll see the whip and lose all and drop all professional shit. And be like, hey, my nigga, your shit clean. I'm talking about like with the work uniform on and everything. And I get and, and a part of me understands that because they're young. And so they figure that they can, you know, that, that I'm not gonna trip off of that, uh, them coming at me like that. When I could be like, come on, bro, I'm a customer. Like, don't don't my nigga me, my nigga me, because I'm black and you like my car, bro. Like, don't let's so, but I understand where the young boys are coming from because that's the, more authentic to them and they're at work putting on a face, more or less. I understand that struggle. So when they see somebody that they, that's, they may share a familiar bond with, they feel like they can let their guard down and be themselves. I get that part. And that's what Rod Wave did. You're right. If it's mm-hmm. Celine Dion, he's not going to say, I could have just pulled up on you, Celine. No, this is probably going to be handled a different <laughs> way. And Boosie, as an elder statesman in hip hop, wants to be treated like a motherfucking Bruce Springsteen would be if y'all would have sampled him. So I under I, I I get both sides. I know I'm playing the fence. I'm going to need some icy hot on my groin from riding the goddamn fence. But I do see both sides. And I don't think Rod Wave meant any harm. But Boosie, like he said, man, he said, y'all trying to take publishing? Oh, nigga, my kids get this publishing, dude. Like, like, you see how many kids I got? And, I got court cases and shit, man. Hey, man, run me that, bro. Like, stop. I ain't trying to play victim. I just want the business, dude. Stop trying to play me like we homeboys, dude. Yeah. Like, stop. Exactly. I get it. And I, I can relate to that because you and I, like, we, we're we in the business world. We have personalities where, like, a motherfucker would want to let their hair down. And go, oh, he cool. Right. I, I can do, like, no. Nah. I'm cool and that's fine, but bro, still conduct business with me like you would if you was walking into Apple or Microsoft. Like I, I would like the same respect. So I, I kind of side with Boosie more. Boosie didn't come at him really crazy and be like, oh, I'm suing you. It ain't nothing to talk about. What it, like he was such like, brother, there's paperwork that needs to be done. It wasn't done. I'm gonna send my lawyers and let them handle it. No, like he he, he told Rod Wave ain't no yeah. beef or nothing like that, bro. I would just like the proper requirements to happen so I can make sure that I get what I'm supposed to get from it. And I think that sometimes us as black people, it 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 takes away from the business that we could do because we feel like, oh, he's like me. I can cut corners or I can, you know, kind of, you know, it, it don't got to be all the way official. No, nigga, it do. It got to be all the way official, bro. I'm trying to build the same thing that they building. So I, I kind of sided more with Boosie and it's like Rod Wave. I agree with you from the young nigga standpoint. I do think that there are people around him that can tell him that like he he, he knows some real niggas and he knows some real niggas that should be like, like, hey, bro, like you need to handle him. Just like like Boosie said, like you would handle Jay Prince or Master P. Like, bro, you're not going to use their music. And, and not pay them or go through the proper channels. I'm just asking you to go through the proper channels. It's cool that you fuck with me. It's cool that you can pull up and give me the money in cash, but I don't want that, my nigga. That ain't how this shit work. Let's yeah. just do it how the shit work so more people can make more money from this. That's all. It, listen, anybody listening, any young any young people listening, you want to let your guard down when you feel like you feel like comfortable, let the other person give the green light for let that them first, do it first. Let them do let, it first. Let the person... Facts. Facts. Good point, AB. Let the person with the advantage, the established business, the person that you're doing business with, 
before you go my nigga in this yeah. and, and and letting your guard down 100 to repeat what you said just so they'll get it let them do it let them bring that to you facts and still also be on guard from it because you don't want them to like be trying to shuck you to get Set a better deal yep yeah i'm cool so you should give me a better deal no we're here to do business. Respect me as a man and a businessman, just like I respect you. We can be cool, but let's make sure that both of us can make the most money from this as possible. Yep. It, 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 it's so sad that we resort to, oh, yeah, I'm cool, so we can cut corners. Like, no, bro. We'll never make it if niggas try to cut corners dealing with people that are like them and they relate to. I want... It should be the opposite, nigga. I want everything to be right so you could eat. I I, I want everything to be right because because you are like me, nigga, and I know the struggle that I've went through. So, nigga, I want to make sure it's perfect. No, yep. that's what it should be. So, couldn't agree more. Thanks. All right, man. Let's get into some wins. Oh, excuse me. Before we get into that, man, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Of course, Spike Lou birthday week. Y'all make yes, sure y'all get the birthday wishes over to me. Sunday the 26th, man, always around this time of Thanksgiving, we like to ask, what in hip-hop are you thankful for so far, A.B.? Um, two things real quick. Uh, I'm glad that the trend of working with one producer on a project has continued. Um, mm-hmm. Nas dropped two joints this year with Hit Boy. Larry June dropped two projects, both with one producer, the Alchemist Joy, and then the Cardo Got Wings joint that I enjoyed as well. I like that. I wish, I hope that continues. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. And then also, the second thing is we haven't had many deaths in hip hop this year. And I'm knocking mm. on wood because the year is not over with. But we have talked about this for the last five years. We have had to have too many special episodes of people that have we've lost, and unfortunately, a lot of it due to violence. This year, it's been relatively quiet. We lost Gangsta Boo early on, um, uh, your man from De La Soul, and then Magoo. And none of them were gunned down in no wild shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. with all due respect to them, we haven't really lost or had a major, like, unfortunate incident, like with Takeoff or with my man at the chicken spot or with any of the other ones we've had to lead our show off with in the last couple of years. So that is a great thing. I'm super thankful for that. Again, I know the year ain't over with, but I'm hoping that continues and everybody's out here living above ground. Uh, what you got, though? Uh, that's a good one. Those are good ones. Mine is the ever-expanding nature of what we do as far as hip-hop, what relates to hip-hop, like making it, I know we've spoken about like people not caring or whatever it may be, but I still see hip hop in so many different places now. I see Andre dropping the Fluda albums. I look at the NBA; it's always some hip hop shit on there. Uh, NFL, like mm-hmm. NFL, just did the uh, the Falcons are having a 50th anniversary. Hip hop man is fire lineup. Fire as dope. Yeah, the, the footprint that hip hop is continuously able to make in America as being a part of. Hey man, this is a part of what we do. Versus where we came in at just what 12 years, 13 years ago when we started this podcast, the growth that we've seen since then, like the way that more and more people are able to make money from this business, podcasts, all influences, all the different things where people are able to say, I do this in hip hop and it makes me money. I love mm-hmm. that. That's my favorite thing and what I'm most thankful for, of course, because it gets us paid, it helps us grow. But just in general, like just making hip hop a bigger imprint in American culture, I've seen that more and more, and I love it. Yeah, without question, man. What we got for these wins and losses before we get ghosts? Wins and losses before we get out of here and wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. First win and loss, Trader Truth said he's the most featured artist in 
rap. A.B. Yeah. No, he, w- he was on a bootleg care show. Said he had thousands of songs in the tuck. Thousands is crazy. That's number one. Um, But no, I, it's got to go to Wayne. Wayne's the most featured artist of all time. Either him or Snoop. It's not true. We'll put it this way. It's not Trader Truth. It's not Truth. Uh, people fuck with Trader Truth, so I get what he's saying. He probably did a lot of songs we've never heard, too. Because I when when a nigga got featuring Trader Truth on it, I ain't running to listen to it. No. So it's probably a lot of shit. That, it's probably a lot of shit that went under my radar. So True. it's an L in the sense of him thinking that, but I mean, he may have a point. Next one, I'll say, be your boy Paulo G announces the release date for his next album. Wait for it. Nine months in advance comes out August second, twenty twenty four. You think he's bringing back the old way of marketing and getting people ready for his album? <laughs> it's a big L, dude. Like, who accidentally hit the button on this pre order, dude? Nine months is crazy. Somebody clearly Polo G. <laughs> like what? And I ain't even. I know Polo G a big artist with the youngsters, but nine months, bro. What you rolling out? You gonna make hey, a movie? Man. You gonna yeah, make a nah. movie for the album? <laughs> Facts. Niggas don't even. Hey, listen. Niggas don't even. We're not even getting trailers for movies in August right now, dude. May May at the latest, right? Now. <laughs> Nicole, come on, Paul O.G. Yeah, now my rollout is crazy. I I, I want to know. I, I have big expectations for this shit with the nine month nine month runway, bro. Like you better do some life change and shit, my nigga. I ain't even gonna hold you. And it ain't even gonna last come out on that day. <laughs> wow. And it and it will be delayed. I can promise you that. <laughs> uh last W or win or a loss, DJ Academic says 85% of rappers don't have 500 k in the bank. You believe it? 85% seems high. Cause I feel I can name about 10 off the dome, like not excluding the big dogs. I think I can name 10 off the head that have that that yeah. you wouldn't debate. Like, does Killer Mike have half a million? Yes. He said he spent, what, 750 on his last album. So Larry June? Yeah. Show money, merch, I would assume so. Lil Baby? Absolutely. That, that's what I, I... We ain't got the Drakes, Kendricks. Uh, we, obviously, we ain't talking about them. Those but are the I, big names, though. I think he talking about the Lil... Larry June was a big name? Killer Mike was heard. a big name? But you got to remember who DJ Academics covered him. This nigga was covering beefs in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, and talking uh, about them niggas. Like, them niggas that he talking about on them beef and the Chicago beefs and shit. Like, none of none, none of them niggas have 500000 in the bank. They might got Who some believes that somewhere. they did, though? What the fuck? <laughs> but see, that's the big problem with act. He thinks that that's the majority of hip-hop, or he would lean to that. Like, he's speaking from the sense of, I'm talking about the little such-and-suches and the little... Whatever, I don't even know any mother acronyms, but he's talking about niggas that we don't even know, probably. And of course, we don't know them because they ain't got 500,000 in the Yeah, bank. like, well, I, yeah, I don't. That's that's a Captain Obvious ass statement to him. He need to be it specific. Is. It's some act type shit. Does it's Freddie some, Gibbs have 500? Yeah. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Gibbs like that, yeah. Like that, most of the niggas that we know and cover on this show, yeah, they've reached that. We're a mainstream hip hop show, though. I agree. Like we we cover the mainstream, so like Facts. most every every nigga that we talk about probably has five hundred k in the bank. So so oh, yeah, this is some this is these are the niggas that act talk about. These are the niggas that he go to Twitch. The niggas go to Twitch for and want to <laughs> hear about the YouTube updates. That me and you don't even know who they are. Like damn, niggas had a war going on in Chicago. Shit, 
I ain't never heard a song. This nigga rap for real? Let me look this nigga up. I don't know this nigga. <laughs> what? Who the fuck is this? Oh, shit. It wouldn't surprise me if that nigga had $1,000 in the bank. I don't know that nigga. Oh, he ain't got no shit. songs out. He's just famous because I talking about it. On Deckard, man, I cannot remember if we named this person. I apologize. Uh, I got to go back like two or three weeks. Mr. G. Phillips, he commented, dope pod, been watching for almost three years, maybe a little bit more. Spike got to move that mic from his face. Pause. Hilarious. Wait, <laughs> I don't remember if I said this, if I've already made this person on there. No, you week. didn't say that. You didn't say that. That's this, the first time I heard that. This is hilarious, but shout out to Mr. G. Phillips <laughs> on YouTube. We appreciate that big dog. Nigga, I talk low just so you can hear me, nigga. That's why this mic is up close. Otherwise, you'd be cutting up the audio. Then you'd be calling, hey, man, y'all need to turn the mics up, man. I can't hear y'all. Nigga, shut up. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that shit. <laughs> oh, she got to put me on, bro. Um, man, it's, it's holiday season time, so Christmas albums are out. Brandy's Christmas album is a vibe. I'm telling y'all right now, one? it huh? A new Brandy Christmas mm-hmm. album? I don't believe that. It's a vibe. If you need something to play while you're in the kitchen, uh, this weekend at grandma's house, at your mama's house, she in the kitchen going getting busy. You want to help? Put some music on, get in the spirit. It's a it's a nice vibe. It sounds really good. But I'm a big Brandy fan too, though. Um, but it's fire. Check that out. Same for BJ the Chicago Kid. It's not a Christmas album. It's just a regular album. But it's a nice vibe too that you can play with Mom Dukes and the family around. And it's gonna give you that throwback sound, but not be like corny and shit. It's it's pretty dope. So those are two projects to play with the family uh, this weekend, man. So check those out. And out banging tough. That BJ the Chicago Kid banging. Nigga. Yes, sir. What you got? All right, I got two put ons. Uh, one a podcast. Uh, the wedding scammer. It's on the Ringer Podcast Network. Seven episodes. Next episode come out this week, man. I've listened to all six. Fire! If you like serial type uh podcasts, this is what that is. They're just diving into the scamming dude that they knew. It, it, it's really good. If you like it, the wedding scammer on um the Ringer Podcast Network, probably anywhere your podcast will see. Also, too, I was super sleep on this. I binged it over the weekend because I had to do a review for it for the Frames for a Second podcast. Y'all go check that out. But rap shit. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting to like that AV, but that that quickly became one of my favorite shows on right now. Like yeah, everybody dope. on that does a great fucking job. Shout out to Issa. Like I, that shit is fine, nigga. It's tough. That, is, that I, I was really shocked that I liked it. I thought it was gonna be more female geared and like I wouldn't like like the thing. That shit fine. It's I'm good. a fan of rap shit. That shit is really good. So if y'all ain't seen rap shit, man, y'all please check that out. Absolutely, man. Hey, don't forget beardorganics.com for the Black Friday special. You want to get 25% off of some products? Use the code BFCM2023 and it ends Monday night, man. So don't procrastinate. Go ahead and get your order in, man, this weekend. Absolutely, man. Y'all make sure y'all show up and support. We appreciate y'all checking it out. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody listening. Happy birthday, too, bro. Holidays. Appreciate that, my brother. Y'all enjoy the holidays. Enjoy your families. Be safe. Yeah. Yes, sir.